Hey guys, welcome to Murder Blows. This week, Maisie has a story for us. She is going to take us down the twisty, windy road of Andrew Cunanan, the spree murderer, and it gets really, really interesting. Um, I am joined this week by Maisie, Sasha, and Violet. And I am Cody, and I guess we'll just roll that music. I was muted, and that joke is not funny anymore. <laughs> Damn it. Wow, we're getting it. Ugh. Hey, at least I didn't mute Maisie, or not Maisie, Cody threw her whole story this time. Twice. Oh, thank God, because I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of, I'm, okay, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm kind of sad after that episode, and there's a lot of what the fuck's happening. Yeah. I'm not here to cheer you up, just so you know. Tight. <laughs> just one type yep sorry that was a mouth fart it was not a real one. Oh, i was like who's blowing their fucking mouth why does everyone hate me hi editing so i was like hi editing so she's like i'm keeping all this in you motherfuckers uh violet please tell us more about your concussions (gasps) from 2006. Yeah, we need fodder for this. Uh, This is actually my first concussion. Well, no, I guess it wasn't. Um, It's my favorite concussion I've ever gotten. (laughs) (laughs) I've had so many at this point in my life. Don't Um, get CTE, Violet. Huh? Don't get CTE, Violet. What's CTE? The thing that the football players get because they hit their head. Oh, Oh, okay. When I found out about that, I was like, anytime someone's like, your memory is really bad or you're really dumb, I'm just like, I probably have that. Like, <laughs> I'm probably well on my way. Well, okay. So, you know that beginning thing in the opening credits of Jackass where it's like, these stunts are performed by professionals and you should not do it at home? There's a big deal, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I just disregarded that completely. Me and my friends literally um, used to do shopping carts in the parking lot all the time. Um, for those of you unfamiliar <laughs> with my third biggest obsession, second, I don't know. It's probably bigger than true crime, <laughs> just saying something about me. Um, shopping cart is where one person pushes you at a running speed in a shopping cart and slams you into a curb. Uh it's usually a curb or a sidewalk, and then you go flying into something. My favorite thing was vending machines. Um, I thought it was the funniest. Also, bushes. It, nothing is funnier when your friend is on the other side, like, recording, and you go flying through a bush. Um, the, I never got a concussion, I think, from a shopping cart. Uh, I actually got a concussion from when I was 18 years old, I lived in a house with five girls and my ex-boyfriend. I drank a lot, a lot. Um, that sounds like the worst situation. Dude, it was actually the worst. I've had more <laughs> fist fights. I, I just, I look back at that time and I was like, how did I survive that? Like, I'm so concerned. Uh, and this story will probably give you an insight as to why I'm so confused on how I made it through all that. 
Um, I was drinking pretty intensively. I caught my boyfriend cheating on me again at the time, uh, with one of my friends. And so I was just like chugging Crown Royal in my bedroom. Um, and I heard this like ruckus downstairs and, uh, fun fact about Violet, I love ruckuses. Um, is there a plural, <laughs> a proper plural for ruckus? <laughs> um, I, I love it. <laughs> I went downstairs and uh, two of my roommates were just like on the floor, like laughing. I was like, what? And they're like, we're just so hyper. These two roommates also didn't drink like ever. Uh, so I know they were stone cold sober. And uh, they were like, we're just running full force into the wall. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And they were like, dude, you got to try it. It's a rush. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was about 100. That was my lightest weight. So 140 pounds, 135, somewhere in between there. Um, and I don't know why it's not like a great idea. But I was like, yeah, I mean, if it's making you guys laugh that hard, obviously it's a solid choice. So I ran full force into the basement wall, um, but I did a little jump. I thought I'd be cool and jump, and I don't remember any of it, but uh, my friends just, it got dead quiet, and my friends said that I slammed into the wall, and there was a violet-shaped hole from about my shoulder and up, and they said my head- Like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, except just, like, neck or shoulders and up. And I, like, hit the side of it. Anyways, they said my head, like, bounced off of the wall like a basketball. Oh, jeez. I hit the floor. Uh, they said I was drooling. Oh, <laughs> and my God. they had to slap me awake. And I, they said I, like, took in a sharp breath of air. And then I said, I think I'm a little concussed. Which caused them to go into a fit of hysterics again. They're just laughing. So I started laughing and then I crawled my way up the stairs and fell through the like the stairway door onto the kitchen floor. And all my other roommates, I don't know if there was a party. I remember a girl on the phone crying because she had slept with my boyfriend, but I was just like, dude, I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> I just remember someone handing me a bag of frozen peas and me just giggling. <laughs> Everyone kept funneling down the stairs and they were like, why is Violet acting like this? <laughs> and then just seeing my head shape in the fucking wall. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just pictured it again. Um, yeah, and it was there for a long time. I don't know if it's still there. There are new people that live there now because it's right across the street from me. Um, but yeah, that's how I got my favorite concussion. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're okay, Violet. <laughs> as far as I know, yeah, I think I think I'm alright. If any of uh our listeners have any crazy concussion stories, please uh <laughs> does this count as too close for comfort? <laughs> the time I almost killed myself by running into a wall. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I used to get concussions all the time. It, it usually happened like three times a year, but that one was special to me. <laughs> it was how I dealt with a cheating boyfriend. Uh, also PSA, do not run in full force into walls because your boyfriend cheated on you. Not the answer. Just dump them. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. 
I don't think I've ever had a kimono. Uh, a kimono. <laughs> Someone's evergreen on Japan. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a concussion. Really? I was muted the first really, and it sounded really <laughs> odd. It sounds so fake. I go, really? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't think so. I've, oh, hold on. I've hit my head really hard. Three times? Two times. Two times in my life. The first one was after I watched quite a lot of Dancing with the Stars. And <laughs> really, no. <laughs> have to do with it. I'm getting there, and I really liked slash Rocky. I really liked the like when they dance and they do the whole like he grabs the the the, the big partner grabs the small partner, and they like spin around like side like ice skaters, you know, like when their legs are hooked around their waist. Yes. yes. And then also, I have a stupid strong core because I read in a magazine at like nine years old that Britney Spears did 5,000 crunches a day. And I was like, well, if she looks that good, I can look that good if I do 5,000 crunches a day. Fun fact, your core will never lose strength ever in its life. I can pick up my entire body weight from upside down. So I was like, okay, Jared, let's do that. And so we're doing that. The, the, I, I hook my feet around his waist. And then I was like, oh, so I can do crunches. And so I was doing, like, full backwards to top sit-ups, and um, he dropped me. <laughs> oh, no. And The broken couple's trust. No, I'm just kidding. I hit the floor. Ooh. The second time that I might have had a concussion, but I don't think I did. <laughs> I <laughs> was watching too much gymnastics. And drinking alcohol. Alcohol was involved in both of these stories. Um, and I was at a hotel in Colorado. And I was like, hey, Jared, this will be great. I'm going to run full force at you. You're going to hold your arm out. And I'm going to, like, hit it and, like, swing around it. You're going to dirty <laughs> dancing it. Yes. Okay. Fun fact, I did not swing around his arm. I went right into the hotel wall. I mean, I don't know. That could have been a concussion, though. Like, it's so, very funny, but, like, it could have been a concussion. I feel like all the moments I've had concussions, I'm like, did I have a concussion? And then everyone around me, or that was around me in the moment, uh, is like, yes, that was most definitely a concussion. I'm like, oh, shit, crazy. Tight. So, yeah, you probably had one. I have Good a concussion job. story. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, when I was a tot, I was probably, it's probably 19... 93 nope 94 95 um the basement in my house that I grew up in they had just pulled up the carpet and I guess that's how they do carpet is there is around the like border of the walls where the border meets the floor there's like a wood strip and it has nails coming straight up and that's what they pull the carpet from I don't know if that's still how they do it it seems really janky to me, but there was about 15 steps and then a little like landing and then three more steps. So I'm like three years old and I get real adventurous and I fall down. I fall down five of the steps and then I like tumble off the landing and I go down the last three and my head hits an upside down nail. Yeah. Ow. 
I know John's like, I didn't know that. Like he's questioning <laughs> my sanity. But they, uh, mom and dad had to make sure I didn't go to sleep. So I didn't like die or whatever. And they took me to the hospital. And because it was a baby's head, I guess it was a high intensity situation. But I don't know if I have a stable or like if I had staples or whatever, they just kind of pushed it together. But yeah. Pushed it together. Pushed it together. They just they just side, took my skull side. and just smashed it together. That's technical. Spit on it, put some glue on it. So that's pretty good. They can hear you. I did the same thing when I was a baby. <laughs> like I went down the basement stairs in my walker and hit my head on the basement floor. Ugh. But I'm okay. I really yeah. have to give it up for you two for having uh, juvenile concussions and Sasha and I having near to full adult <laughs> concussions. <laughs> I don't remember mine because I was like a baby. So, yeah, that's just what they told me. Who knows what actually happened? That's what they said happened. <laughs> Whoa. The truth is out there. Next oh, time murder blows, Cody conspiracy theories are concussions. No. Uh, <laughs> our, pra- our past concussions. No, How did I- we get concussed? Asterix, emotional. Almost all of mine are for running into walls in one way or the other. That's funny. John used to... No, go for it. No, I I was just going to say one time I ran down this really steep hill into uh, this shed, and I was going to try and climb up the shed, but my foot hit a gopher hole and I like fucking slammed it. Oh, man. And I twisted my ankle. But the concussion probably hurt worse. Uh, so John used to work at a fitness facility and it was just a bunch of like college kids derping around watching over actual kids Mm -hmm. and they I walked in to go visit him one day and I just see him run from one end of the room to the other and slam his body into a wall and everybody that was over the age of 10 lost their mind in that room and they called it horizontal wall jumping (laughs) exactly what it sounds like you just go and you just try to jump as horizontally as possible before you slam into the wall so your chest gets most of the impact you're not supposed to hit your face so that was fun and really scary to walk into i was like what the fuck dude are you okay and life is crazy yeah (laughs) don't get concussed a murder blows psa PSA. And now my laptop won't open my docs. So that's really cool. (laughs) Tight. I love that for me. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. It feels really late. It's like almost 10 for some of you. Yeah. Okay. But no, I I wasn't saying that to be a dick. Like, you know what, Maisie? It feels really late. No, it just feels really (laughs) like It feels like it's fucking two in the morning for some reason. I know. I've got, like, the sleepover giggles. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Where is... Okay. I'm, like, freaking out. Okay. (laughs) I can pull it up. I can pull it up on my phone. Like, the mouse just... Okay. (laughs) My mouse doesn't want to be a mouse. Okay. Glad you have a voice this week. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that sucked. I mean, I I liked the like Natasha Leone vibe I had for a little while, but mm-hmm. I missed having a voice. Did you watch Russian Doll? 
I've, yes, I'm not done yet, but I'm almost done. I haven't watched any of it. I was just oh. really curious. I want to. Do you think hey, I'd like it? it? Netflix. Netflix? Yeah. Awesome. I love it, but she is like, I love her. I feel like everyone thinks Amy Schumer would play me in a movie, but I also think Natasha Leone would play me in a movie. That's really perfect. I think she would <laughs> play you in a Listen, it's my, like, she is probably my girl crush, honestly. If she's not talking or she's mm-hmm. not drinking, she has a cigarette hanging out of her mouth. It's just, uh, the, her accent is so heavy. I, I love it. I can't. I think, I think my girl crush, I figured it out today. I've been really stewing on it. I think it's mm-hmm. Amy Adams. Oh, Dude, she's I'm, cute. I'm obsessed with her. Like, I can't get enough. And I was looking through my movies and things that I own, and I have a fuck ton of Amy Adams movies. I even have Cruel Intentions 2. I don't even think I've seen it, but I own it. I haven't seen Cruel Intentions 1. <laughs> you haven't? No. Oh, it's really good. <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller, Selma Blair, Ryan Philippe. Felipe. Oh, jeez, yeah. I need to watch more movies. I think, I think uh, Reese Witherspoon is in it, too. Yeah, she is. Damn. It's a great... Uh, I think it it was deemed a sex thriller. Oh, oh, oh. its own category, first of its name. Yeah, that and Wild Things with Kevin Bacon. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Well, speaking about washing things, um, I'm gonna get to my sources last. Are we ready to jump in? I heard washing things. I didn't and I was do. like, oh, no, hell no, watching. <laughs> This Watch is the great laundry murder of 2017. <laughs> you see, us in the South, you gotta say worshin. Worshin. Anyways. Yes. Okay. So, today, we're gonna talk about... I'm doing another spree killer. I don't know why I do this to myself. I don't know why I picked these guys. But I was watching a thing, and my interest was piqued, and I went for it. So... Today, we're going to talk about Andrew Philip Cunanan. He was a spree killer that killed five people in four different states in about four months' time span. So, let's get into it. Um, Andrew Philip Cunanan was born on August 31st, 1969 in National City, California. Uh, he was the youngest of four kids to Marion and Modesto Cunanan. Being the youngest, his father paid special attention to him, to him, <laughs> to him. Even though they were living in almost poverty, they tried to give Andrew whatever he wanted. Uh, a few years later, after they saved some money, they moved to Bonita, California, a wealthier area where Andrew first got a taste for the finer things in life. There was... I watched a YouTube documentary. Um, if you just type in Andrew Cunanan on YouTube, it's one of the first ones that comes up. And one of his childhood friends, they're interviewing him. And he was like, he started asking, he would come over to my house and asked for Perrier, like the sparkling water. And he was like, it was it was the oh, 80s. No. Like Nobody drank that. It was like Alka-Seltzer. It was gross. And he was mad that we didn't have Perrier. And he was like, it was just weird. That's where they started. What? Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Okay. 
1981, his dad enrolled him in the Bishop School, which is a private school in an affluent, affluent, yeah, affluent, affluent. Oh, really? Affluent. You know what? It's spelled out right there correctly. Yeah. And I just rounded uh, a neighborhood in San Diego. Um, At the school, Keenan was remembered as being bright and very talkative and testing with an IQ of, now I saw 142 and 147, which is like ridiculously high. Um, That being said, he developed a reputation uh, as a prolific liar and he would tell these crazy stories about his family and personal life. He was also uh, adept to changing his appearance according to what he felt was most attractive at the given moment. Nonetheless, in high school, he was voted least likely to be forgotten, which is a really weird superlative, if you ask me. Um, I'm going to send, and this these pictures will all be on our social media. It'll be on our Instagram, but I'm going to send the picture of him in the chat right now because it's very like Bundy-esque how much he could change his appearance by just cutting his hair or adding glasses. The picture I sent you has eight pictures and they all look like they could just be brothers. I was muted, but I just went, ooh. So that's what he looks like. He's a, he can change his appearance pretty well. So in his yearbook at this private school where everyone was mentioning their accomplishments in high school, you know, like you do and giving a normal senior quote for the 80s, The space next to Andrew Cunanan's photo in the yearbook was accompanied by one quote. See, this is where I had to do the Google Translate for the French phrase. Oh, now I'm nervous. Uh, So next to his picture was Après moi le deluge, which translates to after me the flood. Which, chill the hell out, okay? That was his yearbook quote? Yeah, that was It's a prey, not a pre- Oh, okay. I Thank took you. your French. No, you like didn't. Cody coming in strong with that French. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A pray more you, illusion. If you send it to me, I'll read it to you. <gasps> okay. Do it. Ooh. Need a little French lesson. I did. I studied Spanish for two years, and I couldn't tell you a lick of it. It was a waste of my time. My teacher was. N- well, yeah. our high school was grades 7 through 12 instead of 9 through 12, and so we started French in 7th grade. Whoa. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna, yep. Estudié espanol por seis años. I only know how to count the 10 in some of the alphabet of Spanish. We had to take 60 days of French and 60 days of Spanish and then pick one. That's smart, though. <clears throat> Pray for Moi le I don't know how to say the last word. But I know a prey yeah. is after and moi is me. Le deluge. Le deluge, yeah. yeah. Sorry for my French accent. Yeah, you're right. A prey, moi, Le deluge. Yeah, so just cut Cody saying that into where I flubbed it up. Just kidding, you don't have to. So you got it. <laughs> that translates. I, I love Sasha's French accent too. Yeah, I do too. 
cut cut you saying delusion there. Let's make it real hard for you. She's like, I'm keeping all this in, you idiot. Okay, so that's the senior quote after me, the flood. This you need to you need to also sit down and have a glass of water. Just chill out. Um, at 19. Andrew's father abandoned the family and moved to the Philippines. Now that seems random, but I should have said that uh, Modesto Cunan and his dad was Filipino and Marianne was Italian. So he was directly half Italian, half Filipino. So his dad up and runs and he moves to the Philippines. Uh, He went and stayed with his father for about a month, Andrew did, and he came home disgusted at how his father was living practically in squalor. Now, it's not the way you would think he's not disgusted like he doesn't want to help his father he's disgusted that his father is living in squalor and that's where he decides he uh that's not the life he wants so he also I should have said this while he was at that private school um he was very much openly gay like he would um try to flirt with all the guys and stuff and I, there doesn't seem to be any conflict with it that came up but who knows Um, so he decided he didn't want to end up in squalor too. So he started to go to the, the local gay clubs and he would find closeted older men. He would do research on them and he just straight up came a gigolo, which if that's your jam, that's your jam. No shame. Just don't hurt people. Okay. So in 1996, Q Nanan and his longtime boyfriend, uh, we use loosely, his longtime sugar daddy, Norman Blashford, broke up. Blashford was a wealthy older man who had been hosting and facilitating, oh, no, financially supporting Q Nanan. Um, now on his own, Andrew had maxed out his credit cards. His friend, Jeffrey, or Jeff Trails, um, suspected that he had resumed his prior profession of selling and consuming drugs. So in late April of 1977, Cunanan told friends he was moving to San Francisco. So he's been in San Diego this whole time. So he's like, okay, guys, I'm going to move to San Francisco, but first I'm going to go visit my friends in uh, Minneapolis. So he goes to visit his ex, David Madsen, who was 33, and his friend, um, Jeff Trails, who I just mentioned. Um, They had all met each other. All three of them had met each other in San Diego. But David Madsen moved to be with family, and he was kind of done with Andrew Cunan and it's like bullshit. And Jeffrey Trails went to uh, Minneapolis for work. So... Uh, Andrew goes to visit his ex, David Madsen, who is 33 and an upcoming architect, and their mutual friend, Jeff Trail, who is 28, a former U.S. Navy officer. So they both had distanced themselves from him, and as he started to get more involved with drugs, like I said, um, once he is in Minneapolis, on the 25th, he arrives in Minneapolis, and he stays in David Madsen's loft apartment. Two days later, he invites his friend Drift Trail to come visit, which is fine because they all know each other. Um, that night, 
Madsen's neighbors heard yelling and thumping. But the next day, the neighbors said they saw Madsen and Andrew walking Madsen's dog, so everything seemed to be fine. So Dave and Madsen failed to show up to work that day and the day after. His friends became concerned, and so they go to his apartment. Uh, They knock on the door, and they hear whispering, but no one answers, so they thought maybe something private was going on in the apartment. Um, A couple hours later, the friends aren't having it, and they call the police. Inside of Madsen's apartment, police find the body of Jeff Trail rolled up into a rug. He had been struck numerous times in the head with a claw hammer. And Madsen and Andrew have disappeared. Four days later, Madsen's body was found on the east shore of Rush Lake near Rush City, Minnesota, which is 50 miles north of Minneapolis. Um, He had a gunshot wound to the head and back from a pistol Cunanan had taken from the home of Jeff Trail. So he killed Jeff and Madsen with Jeff's gun. Um, Andrew is immediately a suspect. So when he killed Jeff Trail, he, you know, killed him with the claw hammer. He rolled his body up on a rug and he left the claw hammer there. So police had that. And um, when they find Madsen's body, they recognize the bullets and they can tell that it's from the same gun. So Andrew is immediately suspect number one of both cases. Plus, they know talking with friends and witnesses that they all knew each other and that Andrew had been visiting. Um, Andrew Cunanan has finally gotten what he always wanted. He's finally famous. He's everywhere on the news. And as news travels about the murders, his friends in San Diego. Oh, shit, I messed up. While he was in San Diego, he had some aliases. His two um, most remembered were Andrew Cummings and Andrew uh, De Silva. And so all of his friends in San Diego knew him as Andrew De Silva. So when they start seeing his face on the news with the name Andrew Cunanan, they're shocked. They don't believe it because he was like the nicest guy and got along with everyone, you know, one of those. So Andrew's on the run and he uses Madison's or Madison's Jeep to drive to Chicago. So we started in San Diego and then we went to um, Indianapolis. Now we're headed to Chicago. Um, He drove to Chicago and he killed 72 year old Lee Miglin, who was a prominent real estate developer on uh, May 4th. And then Q Nannan, when he killed him, he bound Miglin's hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape which that was said to be like kind of a fetish thing because he he was kind of known for being in the like bondage world and so taping your face I guess is a thing um he stabbed Miglin over 20 times with garden shears and cut his throat open with a hacksaw oh no yeah that's not what those tools are for no that's no um he also don't tape your face it's not good for your skin you know what is good? I'll put this somewhere else. <laughs> Whoa, weird flex, but okay. No, I think we needed some type of relief. I needed to take a second. Um, so from Lee Miglin, he stole two suits and about two grand in cash. 
Uh, he also steals Migla's 1994 Lexus. So five days later, in the Lexus, he's listening to the radio of a police conference. And they're like, we've got this guy, Andrew Cunanan. This is who we're looking for. He's made a phone call from Lee Miglin's cell phone. And now we're on his tail. And he's like, oh, no. Like, he doesn't panic. But he's like, well, I got to get rid of this car. So this idiot used a cell phone of his last victim in the same victim's car. Honey, no. Actually do that. Make it easy for him. So, yeah. Um, He hears that. So he um, introduces the car at the Pinsville, oh, in Pinsville, New Jersey, at the Fins Point National Cemetery. So now we're in New Jersey. Um, Cunanan shot and killed 45-year-old caretaker William Reese, and he stole his red pickup truck. So every murder that's happened so far has been like, I don't want to say sexually motivated, but there was like a sexual aspect to it. And this is the only one where he just killed this guy because he needed his car. Which is just as terrible as all the rest of this. Um, so he stole his red pickup truck. Uh, the manhunt was kind of unsuccessful because they focused on the stolen truck more than anything, which Cunan still had. He was able to, quote, hide in plain sight in Miami Beach, Florida for two months. Um, following this murder, Keenan became, uh, I don't know, he became some number on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list. So he heads to South Beach, Florida, and he checks into the Normandy Plaza uh, Hotel around May 12th. It's the perfect place for him to hide out. Everyone's young. He likes to party. Everyone's a little tipsy all the time. But by July 7th, the funds are running out. So he takes a gold coin that had that he stole from Lee Miglin to a pawn shop where on the form at the pawn shop, he used his real name and gave his thumbprint. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> So it gets better. The shop's manager, by law, has to send in the form to the police, but it got pushed aside and was never seen. Uh, what? <laughs> We're Stop. so close. Someone gets fired for that, I hope. Fired. Um. So if this whole time some of these names have sounded a little familiar, but you're not sure why, this is probably why. Um. His last victim, you might have heard of him, was... Italian fashion designer Gianni Versace. I'm shooketh. I should have known. You even hinted to it. I did. (laughs) So, um, still in South Beach, he's been hanging out for a couple months. He's laying low. He thinks he's getting away with stuff, and he's becoming more relaxed, which is why he used his real name. And I guess gave his real thumbprint. You should have thought ahead, I guess on the pawn shop. So by July 15th, super out of money, super desperate, but like not stressing. That's the thing. Any, any thing you see with him in it, he's just like super chill and very suave and what's, you know, tells people what they want to hear. So on July 15th, Cunanan 
um, is in front of the Frasashi Manson in South Beach, and he shoots Gianni Frasashi twice in the back of the head on his front steps. A witness attempted to pursue Cunanan and was unable to catch him. Uh, police respond like immediately, and they found Reese's stolen red pickup truck parked in the nearby garage, which contained Cunanan's clothes, a fake passport, and clip newspaper reports of Cunanan's murders. Uh, he made seemingly little attempt to lay under the radar despite being on the FBI's most wanted list. So William E. Esposito, the Bureau's deputy director, said that uh, to the New York Times, he was a very visible person, not a recluse, not a shut-in. But the high-profile killing of Versace forced Cunana to keep a lower profile for the final weeks of his life. So, to everybody else, Johnny Gianni Versace was shot on his front steps. Like, that's it. Twice in the head. It was sad. Terrible. Um, on July 22nd, 1997, Versace's memorial service takes place in Milan. It's attended by some of 2,000 people people including Princess Diana, Elton John, Naomi Campbell, and people like Giorgio Armani and Karl Lagerfeld. The police is, like, not having it. They want to find this guy. So on the 23rd, um, they have somewhere around 1,000 agents across the country taking part in what became one of the biggest manhunts in history. As a police assault team closed in on a boathouse, which Cunanan has said to be spotted, um, to have broken into, he, Cunanan shot himself in the mouth using the same gun he had used to kill Madsen, Reese, and Versace. He left no suicide note or explanation for his crimes. That's it. So it started for me because I watched, I started, I got two episodes in of the True. No, I know. Like, I want to get back into it, but I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, the American true crime or American crime story, the yeah, assassination they, of Gianni Versace. They did the OJ versus the people, or, or yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I started that, and I got to because they open it like the first episode is, spoiler alert, he kills Gianni Versace. And by the end of the first one, they find the red truck in the garage and they show it from the point of view, like, oh my gosh, we found all this stuff. We ran the plates and this guy is connected to five other murders or like four other murders. And I was like, what? Okay. Like I was here for it. My interest was peaked. So I only, I stopped there because the, um, I'm trying to find the book. The show, yes, the show is based off of a book, I really wish my laptop would work right now, uh, written by Maureen Orth, but I want to get the name of the book right, because it's really long. While you look. Yeah. Am I the only one that didn't know Versace was murdered? Like, I feel like that's a big pop culture event. I mean, I knew he was murdered, but I didn't know anything about it. But also, there's nothing wrong with having the taste for finer things, okay? I oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, but but I think it was on like a 2020 or Dateline or something like that. Yeah. I don't think this is it. Who wrote the book? I might have found Oh. Oh, okay. So it's called um, Vulgar Favors, Andrew Q. Dan and Gianni Versace in the Largest Failed Manhunt in U.S. History. And it's written by Maureen Orth, and that is what the show is based off of. And I stopped watching the show because, according to Maureen, the show took some creative liberties. And so I didn't want to mix up what was for Hollywood and what really happened. But I am going to go back and finish it because it was really interesting. Um, So that was kind of a reference. The YouTube documentary that comes up if you type in Andrew Cunanan was a reference. And then I got a timeline that I kind of based off of from Harper's Bazaar. Tight. You did a really good uh, job, but also spree killers are awful. Yeah, but isn't that wild, though? Like, yeah. just because you're suave, you think you can do? Sex, murder, sex, murder, Crazy. sex, murder, cars, murder, fingerprints. <laughs> but that, that the police don't see. Also, Elton John's in there. I do like Elton John. <sighs> Who doesn't? Yeah, so that's it. Our <laughs> day. I know. Oh my goodness. And especially since, like, just that time period, like, being gay is not easy and people are just assholes. Yeah, but he never taught, like, no one ever talked about any of the hardships he faced. Well, I don't think it was him. Well, yeah, that's true. It's literally everybody else that passed him. So advice. <laughs> uh, why don't you ju- Why don't you just go relax your face with some conditioning cream from Arcadian? Advice. Some good advice. <laughs> After listening to this, go to arcadiangrooming.com, Scroll down. Keep going. Okay, right there. It's called Arcadian <laughs> conditioning cream. Sorry, <laughs> I ruined it. It is smelly good. It smells good. It is soft. You don't need a lot of it. It works on your face. It works on your hair. It works on your body. It works on your beard. It works on your leg hair if you choose to keep it. Which is up to you. Definitely. Uh, But you can check them out at ArcadianGrooming.com at ArcadianGrooming on all social medias and Use code MURDERBLOWS for 15% off. And you can also use that code at Blank Slate Labs and get you some uni oil for your face in the day. Like me. Um, you can MURDERBLOWS, the code MURDERBLOWS at... <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> Blank Slate Labs for 15% off. Um, Blank Slate Labs on all social medias. I recommend you check them out. Everything that... Both of these companies make is just so clean, and I really appreciate that. I feel like there's a lot of junk in the world. Agreed. Which <laughs> leads into my recommendation, support small businesses. I have never been disappointed by a small business. That's very true. The end. Good advice. 
I'm going to steal your small business line and use the advice of shop with a small business because it helps families directly and not billionaires and millionaires. And you can get what you want. I think that's really important to me. It is. You can. You can get a lot of things through small businesses that you can't get anywhere else. Unless you just go to Amazon.com because they have everything. But we're not <laughs> going there today. We're shopping small business. We're not going there today. <laughs> Violet? Yes. <laughs> Do you have any advice? Are you severely bummed? I'm sorry. No, I'm so sorry. I have advice. It's take your lactate before you eat dairy. <laughs> oh. Don't trust chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Um, yeah. Um, that's it. And here we are talking your ear off for two episodes. <laughs> and you're like, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken nuggets are a bad choice. Um, It's going to be great. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Let that lush.